Section 20 of Through Fairy Halls of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Candace Delic, Dallas, Texas. Through Fairy Halls of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Bapre Miller. A Credit to the School by Dickon Zwilgmeyer. Translated from the Norwegian by Emily Polson. Johnny Blossom was walking home from school. He carried his head high. His turned-up freckled nose was held proudly in the air. His cap hung on the back of his head. Both hands were in his pockets, and his loud whistling waked the echoes as he strode through Jensen Alley. Perfectly splendid monthly report. Of course, he knew it, word for word, and he said over to himself again, as he had many times. John has lately been more industrious. With his excellent ability, he is now a credit to the school. This was signed with nothing less than the principal's name. Not just a teacher's, no, thank you. A credit to the school. The whistling grew louder and more piercing. A credit to the school. He was going straight to father with this report and would lay it right under father's nose. Well, he had been industrious. He had gone over every lesson five times and he could rattle off all the exceptions in his German grammar and all the mountains in Asia, even those with the awfully hard names. Really, it was rather pleasant to know your lessons well and rank with the good scholars. Now he could be able to crow over Asta. She often had to sit the whole afternoon with her fingers in her ears, mumbling and studying, and even then couldn't get her lessons sometimes, and would cry, but, of course, she was only a girl. He would take this report to Uncle Isaac of Kingthrow, too. Uncle Isaac was always questioning and probing to find out how he got on at school. Now he should see. Sharp whistling again pierced the air. Another wonderfully interesting thing was that goodwill of Lupton had arrived. He had seen it at Forsberg Wharf when he was going to school. At this thought Johnny Blossom broke into a run. Darting through the little gate to their own backyard, he burst into the entry and, in the same headlong fashion, into the dining room. The family was already at the table. Here is my monthly report, and Goodwill of Lupton has come, exclaimed Johnny. Father and mother looked at the report. Very good, John, said father, and Johnny felt mother's gentle hand stroking his hair. But what is it that has come? Goodwill of Lucton, of course. Johnny was gulping his soup with great haste. Express yourself clearly and eat properly. Everything had to be so proper to suit father. The apple boat, the one Mr. Lind and Mrs. Lind own, you know, that comes every autumn. Yes, the apple boat. It was painted green as it had been last year. The sails were patched. The poorest apples lay in heaps on the deck. The medium sort were in bags, and the best apples were in baskets. 
in the midst of this tempting abundance mrs lynde who was uncommonly stout usually sat knitting when her husband was up in town delivering apples mrs lynde took care of the boat the apples and nils and everything nils their son was more to look after than all the rest put together for he was the worst scalawag to be found along the whole coast john kept on eating and talking nils is a bad boy mother when he talks to his mother he keeps the side of his face toward her perfectly sober but he makes faces with the side towards us it is awfully funny and we laugh and mrs lynde thinks we are laughing at her and then she scolds and oh her scolding is so funny shortly after dinner johnny blossom was out in the woodshed whittling a boat how delightful and how queer that he should be a credit to the school he would be awfully industrious now every single day go over every lesson six times at least this boat that he was making was going to be a fine one johnny blossom held it out and peered sharply at it first lengthwise then sidewise the finest boat anyone had ever whittled everyone who saw it would say who made that beautiful graceful boat well here was the boy who could do it one of these days he must carve a big ship about half a yard long and make it an exact copy of a real ship johnny blossom lost himself in wondering whether when it was finished he shouldn't take the ship to school to show to the principal if he did the principal would of course praise him very much for it would be an extraordinarily well-shaped handsome ship yes johnny blossom decided that he would take it to school for the principal to see it should be painted and have real sails oh dear then he would have to ask asta to him the sails horrid tease as she was she sewed remarkably well girls weren't good for much else how would it be to make a sloop next one exactly like the goodwill of luckton at this he threw down the boat which was to be so wonderfully graceful and rushed off toward the wharf how stupid of him to stay at home whittling when the good will of luckton had come of course there were several boys hanging around there aaron stephen and carl otherwise not even a cat was to be seen streets and wharf were deserted in the quiet noon hour mrs lynde sat nodding upon the deck nils lounged on some bags at the front of the boat amusing himself making faces mr lynde was probably up in the town doing errands give us an apple whispered stephen to nils nils did not answer but gave stephen a sly look and then made a hideous face throw some ashore suggested johnny blossom just one apiece whispered carl well don't then you miser said aaron suddenly nils with a slyer look than usual on his sly face went down into the cabin a minute after he came stamping up again mother mother the coffee is boiling over hurry mrs lynde waddled hastily across the deck and squeezed herself down the narrow stairway come now called nils guardedly to the boys on shore come now hurry up and take some apples the boys on the wharf did not wait to be called again but jumped upon the deck and rushed at the bags of fruit 
mother mother roared nils hurry there are thieves at the apples oh hurry in an incredibly short time mrs lynde had come upstairs and there stood mr lynde also exactly as if he had shot up out of the ground nils declared loudly before i knew a thing about it these boys rushed on board and began grabbing some of the best apples oh how mr lynde and his wife scolded as they seized the astounded boys mr lynde held two of them and mrs lynde too she had a remarkably strong grip while nails flew after a policeman the frightened boys cried and begged to be set free a crowd gathered on the wharf in no time soon the policeman came you will have to go with me to the police station said he to the boys they tried to explain that nils had invited them on board but it availed nothing you go with me to the police station was the only reply the policeman made to anything they said oh but it was horrid having to go along the streets with him nils should have his pay for getting them into this trouble at the police station their names were recorded and then the boys were allowed to go johnny blossom shamefaced and troubled ran straight home in the afternoon the policeman called to talk with father father was very serious and mother looked frightfully worried sister asta stared with open mouth john had a bitter time of it while the matter was being settled and afterward asta's teasing voice followed him everywhere as she kept calling out credit to the school great credit wonderful credit credit to the school oh how horrid how horrid everything was well he wouldn't go out any more today that he wouldn't he would stay in his room with the door locked he had been so delighted with his report and now even that gave him no pleasure of course he couldn't go to uncle isaac with it after this disgrace a sudden thought struck him he would not keep the report any longer to have a credit to the school upon it was too embarrassing after what had happened he had not stolen apples he really had not but he had been taken to the police station and his name john blossom was written on the police records though he had not stolen apples he had known very well that mr lynde and his wife would be angry if boys went on board and helped themselves to apples even if nils had said they might pshaw everything was horrid the boys at school would soon know all about it and then they would tease just as asta did no he would not keep the report he would give it back to the principal that was just what he would do so johnny blossom saying nothing at home of his intention went with determined step to the principal's house his cap instead of being set jauntily far back on his head was jammed well down over his eyes is the principal at home yes come in the principal was a large man with a thick blond beard and sharp blue eyes good day johnny what did you want to see me about it is horrid but great searching first in one pocket of his trousers then in another but if you will please take this report back take it back what do you mean john why because it says here he is a credit to the school and he isn't that not now 
what is that you say speak out my boy the boy looked very little as he stood with his knees shaking before the principal because because his name has been written in the police records today and the policeman took him there and so it was horrid that this report should say he was a credit come john tell me about it from the beginning why niels of the goodwill of lepton got his mother to go downstairs and then he called us boys to come aboard and get some apples and when we went he told his mother there were thieves on board and he called the policeman niels asked you to come on board oh yes but for all that i knew mr and mrs lind would be angry i knew that perfectly well but i went and then i wasn't a credit to the school so if you will please take this report back there was a short silence i think you may keep the report said the principal at last for you will surely not do anything of the kind again johnny blossom no i shan't have to be taken up by a policeman ever any more johnny shook his head energetically and i'm going to study hard thank you at the door he repeated his thank you as he bowed himself out when he was in the street he put the precious report into his pocket whistling joyously a beautiful tune that his mother often played who cared for anyone's teasing now even the boys might try it if they liked for he was ready for them the principal knew all there was to know awfully kind man that principal end of section twenty Recording by Candace Delic, Dallas, Texas.